hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Do you want guaranteed income in retirement but aren't sure if an annuity is right for you? How do you even know if an annuity is right for you or someone you love? Well, you listen to Queer Money episode 307 because today we're excited to be talking with Assistant Vice President at Gamebridge, Sean Cox. We're talking with Sean about five different LGBTQ people in five different circumstances and whether they are appropriate candidates for buying an annuity. One of those people might just be you. Remember to take the first step in reaching financial security by paying off your credit card debt. Get your free copy of the seven-step credit card debt slasher at QueerMoneyPodcast.com. Now on with the show. You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence, financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money as an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today. Gainbridge sponsors the best, including the Indiana Pacers, Indiana Fever, Indiana 500, and the Queer Money Podcast. That's because Gainbridge believes dedication is an essential component of success in every community. Visit Gainbridge.life today. Welcome, Sean Cox, to the Queer Money Podcast. We're excited to have you. Thanks. I'm super excited to be here and then talk to you guys about Gainbridge and annuities. Absolutely. And again, thank you, Gainbridge, for helping sponsor the Queer Money Podcast. Without our sponsors, the show would still not be going. So we thank you so much. We appreciate that. Yeah. But we're going to tackle the wonderful, world, exciting world of annuities. <laughs> and I, I'm actually I'm very excited about this because I don't think this is a conversation that happens a whole lot in general conversation, not least of which the FIRE community and definitely not the LGBTQ community. So I think we're sort of presenting a new product to some people. And what was serendipitous was that about the time that we connected with Gamebridge, we actually started to get some questions from some of our listeners if we thought annuities would be right for them. Well, we're not insurance agents. And until recently, we had a high level rudimentary understanding of annuities, <laughs> but now we're becoming experts, right? <laughs> right. One of the things that we have said about the podcast is that our goal is to provide folks a wide variety of tools that you can explore to see what fits into your financial planning, into your financial independence path. And we oftentimes, especially in the financial independence community, get kind of narrowly focused on index funds. And that's the only tools that we use. And that's why John and I want to explore a variety of tools that are either for investing or other that are non-investing, but are good for financial planning. So Sean's going to help us cover some of these scenarios that we need to explore to understand where they might be annuities may be beneficial. Yeah. And annuities, it's weird. They're almost taboo or like people don't want to talk about them. They're bad. You know, we talked about different things we can have, talk about on the show. And one of them was the myths about annuities. And we're not going to focus there, but I hope to even cover some of that today of annuities can be a great investment tool. They can be a great tool for security and retirement. So, you know, there are misconceptions and, and it's a huge industry. There's like 250 billion worth of sales last year in annuities. So yeah. this isn't something that's taboo, even though you talk to people and they feel like, oh, you know, don't tell me about an annuity. Right. People should be more interested in talking about annuities at the Thanksgiving table than they are about crypto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you always got that cousin. You can't stop talking about crypto. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's, why don't we tackle one of these scenarios that we had presented to you earlier? So quote, my husband and I are considering getting an annuity because we like the idea that when one of us passes away, the other will continue to get the monthly payments until their last day. My husband's 42 and I'm 40. The questions are, one, and this is, I think, a super important question. Am I too young to get an annuity? Are we too young to get an annuity? Or is this something that we should wait until we're 65 or closer to 65 years old? Yeah. And I think for me, I should start out with, as you said, I'm also not a financial advisor, but I'm someone that takes this stuff very passionately. And so when I hear questions like this, you know, Gamebridge, we don't provide financial advice, but I can break it down in my head and the math and, and all of that. And that's how I think about it. So when I hear a question like this, I start out with, 
do you understand the different types of annuities? So your listener is asking about a single premium immediate annuity, most, most likely. And what that means on an immediate annuity is they're going to get that payout for life and you can do it for a single person or you can do it on a joint life. Uh, and here they're talking about a joint life immediate annuity where after one person passes away, the other person gets it for the remaining lifetime. And even there, there's you know all sorts of options. Do you want the same amount for the entire time that both people are living and one person's left? Or would you say, you know, well, there was two people and now there's one, so we need 75% of our income or 50%. So there's all sorts of things to think about there. Now, in this scenario, I would go back to the listener and have them think about what are they looking for now? So they say they're 40 years old. Are they looking for that income now or are they thinking ahead for when they're retired? Maybe they are retired. Maybe they're not. Maybe they do need that income now. But if they're going to have that income now, there's certain tax penalties that come with taking money out of an annuity before you reach retirement age. So there's considerations there. Mm -hmm. So to me, that is the first key question. When do you want the income now or when you start in retirement? If they're thinking retirement, then I would say getting an immediate annuity right now is not the right choice. The other thing people don't know about annuities is let's say they did one of our other annuities or another annuity in the industry. And you know you invest in it for 10 years, 20 years, whatever it might be. And then you want to switch into an immediate annuity that has a joint life payout. At that point, they can move their money over, they can transfer into this new product and still not incur any tax penalties. So just because you hit the end of maturity of your first annuity, it doesn't mean you're going to incur a tax penalty then, or, you know, the, not, I shouldn't even say penalty, the tax bill, <laughs> taxes mm-hmm. itself, I guess, aren't a penalty. Right. Um, but at that point, then they're going to roll over into this new product that provides that joint life payout and provides that protection to know one of us is covered for the rest of our lives. Okay. So to make sure I understand this, because I've, I've cut my coffee in half this week. <laughs> so you're saying that what I think this couple is looking to do is have this money available, this income available for them when they retire. They wouldn't need it until they're closer to 65 yeah. or officially retire. So they could purchase an annuity now that they could contribute to between now and the time that they actually retire. That helps build the annuity nest egg for them. And then they could roll that over into an immediate annuity when they wanted to retire and either continue to contribute to that or start receiving income payments. Is that correct? That is correct. And part of that, you know, as much as you'd say, Hey, give us all your money in annuity. I would never recommend that. It's about balance. So I would, I would rephrase it to say, invest how you are going to invest between now and that retirement age before you want that product. Right. Gotcha. So it almost sounds to me like maybe what you're saying here is that this may be a tool inside their total portfolio for financial planning for retirement, right? That this could set them up for a certain amount of guaranteed for life income. So maybe they want to make sure that they're getting, I'm just going to throw a number out there, let's say $2,000 a month, right? So then they would figure out how much do we need to start putting into this annuity between now and when we retire so that when we retire, we can start taking out $2,000 a month for the rest of our lives. And that kind of would then maybe give them that stability or almost kind of like a supplemental social security paycheck that they would be guaranteed for the rest of their lives that would help them cover their living expenses. That's exactly right. And the tools, you know, I don't want to overpromise, but one of the one of the tools that I want to have on our website this year is something that that does exactly that. So a lot of these tools that are out there for retirement planning, they say how much you're going to put in, give you some assumptions, and then this is how much you'll have in retirement. But a lot of people might think about it the way you just said, hey, I know I want two thousand dollars a month in retirement. What do I need to do today to get there? So the tool that I've been wanting to get on the website is that people can do the inputs that they want to get the end result. It's not always, here's how much I'm putting in. You, you do that reverse. You say, I want 2000. So here's how much you put in a month. Or maybe you do need to be a little bit more aggressive. You know, If, if you have a slightly more aggressive portfolio mix, here is the potential range of outcomes that would come with you know, a more aggressive portfolio, a more conservative portfolio and things like that. Gotcha. So and I'm sure there are a lot of other variables to consider, but as a monthly contribution to an annuity starting at the age of 42 and, and 40 years old, 
what might someone ha- want to have available to invest on a, on a monthly basis? I think it all goes back to that conversation on what are you trying to get out of it on the end? I mean, on this specific type of product, an immediate annuity, oftentimes they're talking about a single premium. So not a ton of companies have a flexible premium where you're putting in $100 a month, $500 a month, whatever you're putting in until retirement age. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, Gamebridge does not offer a product like that. I, I would love to see us start to offer because people, you know, if they are 40 and they know they want this product, they don't want to dump a lump sum in now. They want that nest egg to grow. So that's where you start looking at other products. You continue to invest where you're at, or you, you do find a company that offers, you know, if that's really what you want, mm-hmm. you find a company that offers a flexible premium where you can start putting in X dollars per month between age 40 and, and retirement. Gotcha. Yes. Right, so you're basically saying that in this particular scenario, the product that you have available is I would bring, let's say $50,000 or $100,000, and then you would be able to tell me when you're ready to retire, this is how much money you would be getting for the rest of your life. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That is the, the product we have available on our website now. Gotcha. Makes sense. Totally. Any questions? No, I, I think that's a good. I feel like the, the other real quick thing I would say, sorry, I've cut you okay. off there. The, the quick thing I would also say that for annuities, especially immediate annuities, is are you willing to risk that principal? So the $100,000 you put in with some immediate annuities, if you pass away within a year, you get no return. Say, wow. you know, in this, in this specific case, both partners pass away within a year. Mm-hmm. There's no, like you get back the rest of your principal. So that's kind of how you balance it. Almost like term life insurance, you're aggregating the risk of some people live longer than expected. Some people don't. Right. Um, so people really need to understand that because then their beneficiaries can get upset. Like, wait a second, you know, they, they passed away within two years. Right. How do you With keep all, all this money? <laughs> Right. Yeah. So some people then they add on a guaranteed period. They say, I at least want to get five, 10 years worth of my money back. Nice. Gotcha. So then if they do pass away prematurely, there is something left over for the heirs. Correct. Gotcha. 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 Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I wasn't, wasn't aware of that. So it, it really brings to light this idea that when you are looking at these various tools, you need to understand, do your research. It's not like dropping $500 in the stock market and purchasing an index fund or a particular stock or a mutual fund, there are some rules you need to understand and be aware of before you do something like this. Definitely. Um, we, we try to make annuities simple to the GameBridge platform, but you still have to understand the different options. And you know we're going to continue to put that education out there. We don't want someone to buy something they didn't understand and, and have that exact scenario in two years, beneficiaries like, where's the money? You know. Right, right. Um, so we want people to know what, what they're buying. Right. And it's like we talked about on previous episodes, these can be easy, but you can make them as complicated as you want. And then of course, the more complicated you make it, likely the more expensive it's going to be. So you want to you know, balance right. that. Capital One strives to inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt, and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free today. So this next question is actually a question that we get quite a lot. Uh, we're still surprised that we get this kind of a question, but unfortunately, people don't plan to retire until it's too late to retire. And then all of a sudden they want to retire and they don't have anything saved for retirement. So we wonder, we're wondering if maybe an annuity of some way, shape or form could help these folks. So I'm 65 years old, about $50,000 saved, and I want to retire yesterday. What do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Can an annuity in this particular circumstance, can it help me in my retirement planning? Is Is this a tool that would work well for me? And maybe you can share with us I know that Gamebridge focuses on right now has a focus on one particular type of annuity, but are there other types out there that may be appropriate as well? Yeah. And I'll start off with, and I had joked with you this the other day that there's no magic bullet. I'm not going to come in and say at this point, annuity is going to save your retirement. I think, yeah. you know, I'll probably repeat this in a few of the examples. Balance is key. Don't overload in, in one thing. Don't, don't go too risky because you're trying to catch up stay focused, try to save as much as you can and, and continue to just be as ready as possible for retirement. Now, when we talk about where does an annuity fit within that, 
we just talked about an immediate annuity. You know, that's where you put in that money and you get it back right away. So you're not really growing your assets. You're trying to protect that risk that you have money for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Deferred annuities are, are where you're starting to try and grow your assets for retirement. And just like with an index fund or a bond, there's different levels of risks. You can have a deferred annuity that guarantees your payout every year. So that's what we offer on the GameBridge website right now. You go out there and you look at our rates and you'll find one of the terms you want. Let's say it's 10 years. You get that rate and that is the rate you get for the entire 10 years on the product. So, but because it's fully guaranteed, it's similar to, it's not a bond or a CD, but, you know, to give people the way to think about it, it's a similar structure to that. So, you know, you give over $10,000, $15,000, and it's just going to grow at that rate over the term that you selected. Now, let's say this customer wants to be a little bit more aggressive. They say, I want to catch up, but I don't want to lose all my money. So this, this is where the spread of annuities really starts to go kind of all over the place. I, I think when I talk to most people that don't understand annuities, they think of that first example that I provided for the first customer where it was like, oh yeah, I give you money and I get money back every month. Mm-hmm. But the growth annuities, the deferred annuities, a ton of different options. And there's ones that's called variable annuity where you can invest in index funds. And just like you'd invest in your, your portfolio today, you'd invest in one of these and it would grow or lose money just the same way you invest outside of it. And one of the benefits there is you get tax deferral of your growth. So if you're not in a qualified plan and you say, hey, I, I don't want to incur tax right now and wait for retirement, well, then a VA, that's an investment only VA might be a choice depending on where this person or this example has their money. They'd want to say, okay, if, if it's non-qualified money, not an IRA or a Roth IRA, then maybe they do want to defer that tax in a VA. And then even within that variable annuity VA space, this is where we, you know, we joke, things can start to get complex. Yeah. Um, there's a million riders that, that different companies offer. And so a rider is kind of that add-on to your base contract. You can have a rider that says, I'll guarantee some growth. It's not a liquid thing that you can tap into, but we'll say it grows 8% a year, you know, make up, make up a number. And it'll grow that for 10 years. And let's say you invest in a bunch of different funds. And let's say those funds don't grow at 8%. They grow at 4%. At the end of that time, you have this non-liquid thing. (laughs) We'll just call it a thing for now that has grown at 8%. But the only way you can tap that is by withdrawing money per month. You can't take it out in a lump sum. So we'll tell you, okay, for the rest of your life, you can withdraw at a month at a rate of 5% on that base that grew at, at 8%. So, you know, you're at a hundred thousand, um, you know, you're at 124, you know, maybe you grew up gross to 200,000, whatever the term is on the, the growth of this fake thing and your actual assets are at 150,000. So $150,000 is your assets that grew. That's what you can take out. Your alternative option is to withdraw 5% of that 200,000. So you get you know, $10,000 a year. Okay. So that that's where you're kind of getting that it. guaranteed income on a monthly basis mm. um, to augment or to supplement what you're getting in social security and any other income you have from other sources. Yeah. Right. This is where it gets, I think folks, it gets really complicated because we start to talk about things that a lot of us are not familiar with, right? Like guaranteed growth. Most of us are familiar with, especially with what's gone on in the stock market over the last couple of months is this flexible, it's just constant up and down, but you're talking about signing up for a contract that has this guaranteed growth that you get, but then on the back end, you can't just take it all out at once. There is this kind of slowly take, slowly take it, but that's actually what most folks do when they retire, right? You don't, when you have a retirement account, even if it is a taxable account and you've been saving for retirement, you rarely do you take all of the money out at once. Most mm-hmm. of the time you take it out in lumps that you need every year to spend over that time frame. So there is it sounds to me like there's a potential here to give you a, a more guaranteed way of looking at your long-term time horizon when it comes to retirement because we do know with the stock market there is that flexibility. You know, yeah. granted we've had a we've had a long run with the bull market over the last 
few number of years, right? If you let it continue, please. Right, thanks. Right. <laughs> but but that's not guaranteed, right? If you were if you had been retiring in March of 2020, you probably had a near heart attack moment as you watched your portfolio tank in March and April and wondering if you had made a mistake in, in retiring. Whereas you're saying this might help alleviate, especially if you put a portion of your portfolio in this, this may yeah. help alleviate those kind of scares. Yeah, definitely. And you know, the other upside is if the market continues to do great, and let's say, you know, in that example I gave, this benefit base was 200, but your real account value is 300, you take your 300 and then you can convert that into a different product or back to that single premium immediate annuity. You can put a portion of that and get your guaranteed income. So you get the benefit of both sides. You're not stuck into the benefit base where, you know, that's the side of the 200 that you can't really touch unless you're withdrawing it on a monthly or yearly basis. Um, you can tap your account value if you want. Either way, you can. It might not be a good choice if it's worth 150 and your, your benefit base is 200, but you always can access that account value that you have. Right. Gotcha. Nice. And what I also like about it is you can structure it so that you don't take all the money immediately and it makes sure that money is there for you because <laughs> someone some might of us buy, need to have our hands slapped. Some of us need some, <laughs> some, 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 some control. You need some guide rails. <laughs> Otherwise, you might buy that one-way ticket to, to the moon or Mars, right? And then like nothing left to buy me vegan food. I I love my mom. She'll probably uh, she'll listen to this. She'll give me grief, but I think it's a perfect product for her. You know, it like you said, having that monthly amount you can set ahead with the added flexibility, even on that monthly amount. So you have access to your account value, right? Let's say one month you do need to take out an extra ten thousand above what you're supposed to. It's not like it completely gets rid of your monthly payment, it'll reduce it proportionally. So, you know, you've taken out 10,000 of the real assets. So we have to reduce your income payment a little bit, but mm -hmm. you still have that flexibility then for an emergency or to buy whatever you want to buy that, that year right. to do it. Well, I think that's one of the myths that I think that is out there is that you buy this annuity, your money is locked away. You really can't access it and you can't do a whole lot with it. You have to sort of know what you want in 20, 30 years in the future. And if anything changes in your life, you're, you're kind of hosed. You don't have options, but it sounds like you, you have a lot of options these days. So annuities aren't like what my grandfather was being sold. <laughs> yeah. I think the industry got the message that you can't just uh, lock up uh, this money that people can't touch. And you know there, there can be high fees. If you leave within, let's say, you know that example I just talked about, a variable annuity, they're going to put a surrender charge period of, because we are trying to give the most benefit to the people that are using the product for this long term. Mm -hmm. We understand people buy it and something happens, they need it, but they will have a surrender charge period that's like the first seven years, right? So, and that'll go down. It might start at something like eight or 9% and go down. That, you know, eight, 9% is a big penalty if you take that out in the first year. Sure. Um, but it's, it's hard. It's a balancing act because you want to give the biggest benefit to the people that are going to use this product to term and really get the most value out of it and still have that liquidity in the first few years for people that just something happens and they need to take their money back. It's very similar to some mutual funds. Some mutual yeah. funds have a fee that they charge when folks take out a large chunk of their money, right? Especially smaller mutual funds. But you can have a fee that's associated with it because if you take out a large amount of money from a mutual fund, the taxes may impact other people, right? Mm -hmm. And the value of the account may drop because the mutual fund manager has to sell certain assets to give you the cash that you want. So they have this fee to kind of discourage folks from using it as a, as a checking account, so to <laughs> yep. speak, right? Those types of mutual funds, and I think a lot of these are bond type mutual funds, where they encourage folks to stay in for the long term so that it doesn't have this big impact on other folks, or that when they are withdrawing, they aren't withdrawing, that it has a big impact on the value of the fund. Yeah. And that's a good point I should mention on, on annuities. Most of them have a free withdrawal amount because people do need you know liquidity. And, and so up to you know a lot of the products we offer, the Gamebridge products, and even some of our sister companies, they offer this free withdrawal up to 10%. And so every year you can take out 10%, no penalty because yeah, things happen and you weren't trying to 
game the system or you know use this as a checking account. You just needed some access to your money. So we're not going to give you a penalty on that. It really is the large chunks of money that you know you'd impact the pool of people if everyone started taking things out too early. Then we can't offer as good of a product to everyone else that's buying it. Yeah. Right. I really love that feature because it it reduces, I would imagine it would reduce a lot of anxiety of saying, oh my God, I'm locking this money away that I can't even touch until, you know, for the next 20 years. But, you know, that's, that's a pretty cool feature. I, I didn't know that that existed. And I think that would maybe open this up, this product up to more people who want to add this as a, a component of their overall financial plan. Right. As a matter of fact, the very first question that we asked, the scenario of the gay couple who one is 40 and 42, that was in the Facebook group. And when that question was asked, there were several people who said, don't use an annuity because you have to lock your money away and you won't ever have access until the contract is over. And so I'm glad you brought this up because we are going to share this episode and I'll direct folks who answer that way to listen to your response there, that there are opportunities to use the money if you need it, right? And that's, yep. this, that's the same case with, with all tax deferred type of accounts, right? If you have an IRA and you absolutely need that money for medical emergency or whatever the case may be, when we know during COVID, folks were, were allowed to withdraw money from their 401ks and IRAs without having the penalty, right? Those scenarios that allow you're allowed for in your retirement accounts, it sounds like there's something very similar to that with your, with annuities. Yeah, definitely. And the, you know, one point people would probably bring up is that you could potentially get hit with the two penalties there. So you'd have our penalty from the investment, but also the tax side, the IRS is right. going to say you haven't reached retirement age. So you could also get the additional penalty on your income. But I think that 10% free withdrawal offers a decent amount of liquidity for most people that are using the product the way they really intended. Right. And, and again, there are, if things happen and someone has to take it out early, you need to understand the risk that there is a, a, a surrender charge that could be up to 10% if you're in the first year. And it, it grades down every year because you know if someone's in their fifth year, clearly they, they didn't intend on doing it. So in year five, it might be down to a 4% penalty or whatever it might be. Right. Awesome. That's really good to know. All right. All right. Let's let's do a scenario that I think a lot of folks who listen to the podcast may be familiar with. And that's one where you're working towards financial independence. You're wanting, you're wanting to retire early. So let's let's use this scenario. I'm 45 years old. Folks on this podcast know that I'm not, but anyway, I'm 45 years old in this scenario and I am about ready to retire. I've reached financial independence. I have roughly a million dollars between my retirement and my savings, but I also have 15 to $20,000 sitting in emergency savings. So saving rates suck and <laughs> I want to make sure that I have used all of these tools that are available to me. Is there an opportunity for me in the FIRE community, as a member of the FIRE community wanting to retire early, for me to use an, an annuity to balance out my portfolio? Yeah. I, again, this would, I'd say it would be a personal view. It's not the view of you know necessarily what my company would say, but if I'm going to talk to it, I think there are. When you talk about emergency funds and where rates are, I almost start thinking about it as like a layered emergency fund. Um, I told you guys we were supposed to do this podcast on Thursday and Wednesday, my furnace went out. So I got a, a nice bill for that. I was like, yeah, can we delay this? I don't want to do the, the interview in 40 degree weather in my in house. In the dead of winter. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, I, I just went through that and it's like, there are things that happen every year in life. You know, there's your furnace goes out, maybe next year the fence gets blown over by the wind or you have some sort of medical thing that you need to pay for, right? So there are the what I would call to me a standard emergency or unexpected fund that you you want to have liquidity for, right? You want to have that in most likely for most people in a um savings account or a mutual fund that isn't going to give you any penalty, you're guaranteed to get back what you put in with some minimal interest. Now we're talking about someone that, you know, they're high net worth, they they have a pretty large emergency fund that is going to be for things that are not just your every year something's going to happen fund, but truly you lose your job, you know, something else that it's truly an emergency. You never expect to touch it. You really don't want to touch it. <laughs> You're just exactly. thinking like it's there for an emergency, but I need access to it if something happens, right? That's where I can start to think of an annuity being a great tool as part of a layered plan. So what I mean there is, you know, you have your 
10,000, whatever it might be for your specific scenario, your risk tolerance, how much you want in that savings account. And then the rest, you might say, okay, let's look at a multi-year guaranteed annuity. This is one of our deferred annuities that I mentioned earlier that has the guaranteed rate. Mm-hmm. Let's say you put it in a three-year and it earns 2.50%. Well, now savings rates are what? 0.50% at best. Maybe they're a little bit higher with, with rates going up. So there, you know, after one year, you have a couple of things going on. You have that free withdrawal amount. So you can take up to 10% of that with no penalty. And the other additional benefit of that is as rates are rising, we don't give you a market penalty. So like with a bond, as rates would go up, you'd also lose money on that. Right. Um, but even if you take a step back from interest rate risk, which you have to talk about and understand what the product, we can go in that in a minute. But you're in year two and you have a 2% penalty for taking out your money early, but you've gained 2.5% in the first year. So now your worst case is you're effectively back to what you got in your CD product with the potential after that first year to continue to earn more. So that's where, you know, if you go out to a lot of products and, and you look at the annuity space, you're going to see probably a higher fee. With Gamebridge, our highest penalty is 3% in the first year. So whether you're investing in a 10-year product, you're investing in a three-year product, the penalty is 3%. And then it goes down. If it's a 10-year, it'll start at three. And then the last two years will be 2% and then 1%, right? So determining your risk tolerance, you can go across that, that term and say, you know, I, I truly don't expect to touch this for 10 years, mm-hmm. but I don't want a product that's going to go down. So where can I get a little bit more yield on a product that's not going to go down? Well, a 10-year annuity. Um, so right now on the GameRidge platform, they offer it at uh, 3.50%. And you know, my compliance team will say, make sure you go out and read all the disclaimers out on our website. So the 3.5% you earn that for two years and then you have to withdraw it in an emergency, you're definitely going to beat most savings accounts right now that I know of out there at like a 0.50%. And even so you'll get our fee of, of a 3% penalty for leaving early. You'll probably get um, an IRS penalty, the, the 10% on earnings. But even if you take 3.50% and multiply it by 3% surrender charge period and the 10% on interest, you're still way better than 0.5% that you're getting yeah. on your savings account. Right. And that's the point of the question. <laughs> you know, so I think, I think what, you're, what you're basically saying is, is some folks may be familiar with CD ladders, right? So a CD ladder is where you buy it. It's similar to a bond ladder where you buy something that matures in a short time period, but you continue to buy, roll them over. So like I'll have one uh, CD that is for six months and I'll have a CD for a year and then I'll have a CD for 18 months. But then when the six month comes due, I buy, use that money to buy another 18. And I just, every six months I'm rolling it. And then I have cash every six months in case I need it. You're kind of saying that this is something similar that we may look at an annuity as a way to kind of think about how we can invest our, and I don't want to say invest, but use the emergency savings fund in a similar way so that we're getting a much better rate than we would in a, an emergency savings account and not have the risk of putting it into a bond where the bond may drop in value if interest rates go up. I'll split that into two because the last part, I got to make sure we talk through the interest rate risk because you do have it with an annuity. But in terms of laddering it, we actually see a lot of our customers do that, not just as a, you know, a layered emergency fund as part of their retirement. You know, they know they might need money in five years and seven years, six years. So they, we see a lot of our customers do laddering, but taking that, that step farther of laddering within your emergency fund, you could definitely do that. You could have in our shortest term right now is three years. That so might be a little bit farther out, but you could start to do that three year, four year, five year and ladder it so that as you get there, then you're always having that maturity decide, oh, you know, do I need more in my truly liquid emergency fund? Mm-hmm. But to me, I think you could also just do it as a, as a 10 year because if, if you truly think of this and I, I want to be hundred percent clear, it's again, not the, the fund that is for your annual things that pop up, but truly something that's an emergency that you're like, I, I just want to earn something better than savings account right now. Right. You could put it in that 10-year term, especially with a with Cambridge or any company that would have low enough fees 
that's the key is that fee has to be low enough where what you're earning times the fee is still better than the money in the market. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. On the interest rate risk part though, there are there is an interest rate risk with an annuity. And so that is the part where people have to understand and accept their risk tolerance. So if we're in this high net with person that's you know looking for gains, they don't looking for a higher return, um, and they don't want to touch the money, then they're less worried about interest rate risk. But if interest rates go up, you could lose almost 12.5% because annuities, they, they are capped out on how much we can charge you for that market value adjustment based on interest rate risk. So it'd be about 12, 12.5% in the first year. And then you know there's a long calculation, again, disclaimers and understanding um, the interim values, but there's protections on how far you can get penalized by that. But in the worst case, you'd almost lose 12.5% of your money in the first year if you withdrew right away, if interest rates went up 3%, right? right? So that's the market value. If interest rates went up 3%, you'd, you'd lose about that on your bond as well. Right. So it's the same risk you'd have on a bond, but you need to understand that as in case of emergency fund, that interest rate risk is just basically the same as a bond on liquidating the whole thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So and there it, the, is that risk, but again, to your point, if you're only using it for true legit emergencies that sort of somewhat mitigates that risk. If you never actually touch that money, then you're, you're, you're way out far ahead. You got some great returns on that money that you yeah. uh, were setting aside for an emergency. But if you do need to tap into that in the first year or two, you might not be too happy. Yeah. Just a reminder, I think a lot of folks probably don't think about putting money in a bond or a bond fund as an emergency. But there are a lot of folks today who are chasing returns because interest rates are so low or have been so low for such a long time period. This is a more stable way to chase a higher return than going into a bond fund or something like that if you're trying to get something better than that. I mean, I've seen ones that are 0.001%. <laughs> I was being, I was being nice going up right. to like a 0.5%. I mean, like <laughs> some of these, you, you, you've got $10,000 in the account and you're earning like two cents a month. It's ridiculous, right? <laughs> right. And that's, that's a lot of the big banks are doing that. And so looking for a slightly better return for some of your emergency money, not all of it, obviously, but this may be a, a potential for the money that you would need in case you lost a job or your spouse lost a job or something like that. Yeah. And and then relative to a bond, you have the two extra protections. I don't know if extra is the right word to use here, but you know, because we do cap, you know, from a regulatory perspective, we do have that, you know, that most amount we can charge you. Even if the market value would say, you know, you should have lost way more, we're capped around that 12 and a half percent. So yeah. relative to a bond, you have that additional protection. And then we also have the 10% free withdrawal where we don't charge any market value penalty. So right. on a bond, if rates skyrocket and you want to take out 10%, you're going to realize that 10%, Ouch. at least on us, that 10%, you know, that's just liquidity. And, and if rates spike, then you're not going to see that penalty. Right. Interesting. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. And especially, I think to your point, people are, are, are chasing yields. I think people have shrunk in their emergency savings because they're not getting any returns from that. So they're putting it in the stock market because they know that over time they're they're losing money with the way that inflation is, especially right now, they're putting that money in the stock market. So when there is that emergency, that money may or may not be there. And if you happen to decide to sell a fund on the very worst day of the year, like we did earlier this year, <laughs> then you're not a happy camper. Well, not, not anymore. The, the market has dropped considerably <laughs> since then, but we did choose a bad day to sell. Pick the worst day to sell a, a mutual fund, <laughs> but we needed the money. So that's a, it's, it's, it's nice to know that there are options. And I don't think a lot of folks have considered annuities as maybe an option for them. Obviously, it's not right for everybody, but it is a tool out there that might be appropriate for, for some people. Yeah. I agree. If you're if you're looking for some way to get more yield and don't want to go all the way to a stock or or even maybe a step towards a bond, um, it, it's definitely an option. Awesome. All right. So this is a question that um, actually affects a lot more people than I think the community gives awareness to. There are a lot of older LGBTQ folks, specifically a lot of uh, gay men who did not expect to be living this long. I'm a 60-year-old gay man with AIDS and I'm on social security disability. My last surviving parent recently passed away and I'm worried my inheritance will disqualify me from getting my social security disability payments. How might an annuity help me? This is a real concern that a lot of folks have because 
you got to be capped out with how much you can earn uh, if you want to continue to get those social security disability payments. Right. And I'm, I'm going to caveat or just kind of introduce this to folks who aren't aware of this. If you're on social security disability, you are not allowed to have more than $2,000 in assets. So you cannot have more than $2,000 in a savings account. You cannot have more than $2,000 in an investment account. So having a parent or a relative pass away and inherit money to you is a potentially scary thing because all of a sudden your social security payments could be turned off, which you, if the inheritance isn't a sizable amount of money that you can live off for a long period of time, it could actually put you in a worse situation if you inherit this money. So Sean, we'll ask you, what is what's what can a, a person in this kind of situation do? And if an annuity is an opportunity for them here? The first part is to make sure they speak with someone that is like a trust lawyer. I, I definitely am not that. I, you know, I did some research for the show as we talked about this, and you know, there are a lot of trust structures out there. And depending on exactly how you do it, it's really key to make sure it's set up the right way to not disqualify you. Right. So I think that is always the first step. Make sure you talk to someone that understands the rules for the trust so you don't get disqualified. With that said, on the annuity side, we do allow trust owners. And so I think that's where, you know, people may not know that, that you can own an annuity through the trust. And so, you know, based on the research, again, not, not a trust lawyer, but that would be the setup that you'd have on any one of these annuities to make sure that the, the trust that is for the benefit of this person is what owns the annuity account. And then you can set up to have that, you know, immediate payout. Maybe this person just needs the extra hundred bucks a month, whatever, you know, the amount they've gotten and turn it into that immediate annuity to make sure they have that additional amount. Annuities, definitely uh, lots of people own annuities within trusts for different reasons. And this is definitely one where I could see an annuity being a good spot to help. This kind of folks remember last month, we had the episode where we encouraged folks to talk to their parents about their planning for retirement. This, based on what you just said, Sean, it's also probably a really good conversation to have with your parents when doing end of life planning. So that if you are in a situation where you are on social security, disability, that you talk to them to please make sure that the assets don't get transferred into your name, but actually do go into the trust before or when they do pass away so that there isn't a potential for this to happen. And then the trust could purchase an annuity to give you this kind of guaranteed income for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, so many people talk about how you allocate your funds, whether it be a, a bond or index. And to me, one of the biggest things in retirement planning, investment goals is tax, no matter what it is, whether it's this scenario, uh, whether it's social security, making sure you have your right structure set up is key for every community. Um, I'll admit, you know, with, with my kids, I want to set up a trust because you want to avoid probate court if something were to happen. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done it yet, but trusts are a great way in every community to make sure. And, and it's not something you want to talk about. I pass away. How's the money going to you know, be given to my heir? But it's critical. I mean, you could have large tax penalties, social security penalties, whatever it may be, if you don't have that trust set up the right way. Right. Right. How customizable are the monthly payments when you start receiving them? Can you ask it to be as little as $100 or is there typically, is it based off of how much the, the growth was or how much you invested it or, or you know, your purchase price? Depends on the annuity you're talking about. So on the immediate annuity, typically you'd say, I'm going to give you X dollars and here's the amount you're going to get for life. Mm -hmm. So you can maybe split it up and, and put some of it into an annuity like that. Um, the ones that we talked about that are deferred annuities with a rider, that's like an income rider. Mm -hmm. Those, they say you can take out up to a certain percent per year without impacting the amount you get going forward. So those, that's where you'd say, if you need a hundred bucks this month, that's fine. If you need 500, as long as you're under that limit each year, um, you don't get your payment reduced in the future years. Great. So in this scenario, that, that gives you a little bit more control to make sure you don't get more money than want to have. Right. To exactly. Lose that disability payment. 
Right. Because if the payout, well, as long as the trust is the owner of the money until they actually distribute, the trust distributes it to you, they can make sure, the trust can make sure that it doesn't give you more than 2,000 or doesn't give you more than what would bump you above that 2,000, right? Right. So again, folks, this is a scenario where you definitely want to be talking to an accountant and a trust attorney, an attorney that understands how to work with folks who are on social security, disability income, how that needs to be structured. So that's as far as nobody on this show can do that for you. (laughs) I I cannot help you with that. I've had conversations with my wife. She works with uh, the special needs community and, you know, there's a newer account from maybe 2014 called an able account. I don't know the full name. I apologize there. And that's if you've had a disability. So depending, you know, if your disability qualifies for that, it's not necessarily a trust. It's another qualified plan like an IRA for this type of scenario to make sure that your assets are held in this able account and don't impact your benefits. So that's something else to look into. If you, you know, I think the rule is if you're under 20, if you had your disability before the age of 26, you may qualify for this type of account. So that would be something else that I still need to learn a lot about. And I, I've had the conversations with my wife and I'm sure she'd be happy to jump on and talk about it, but <laughs> that's another spot that it's, it's not a trust. It's really a qualified plan type for people with a disability. Right. That's good. That's something for us to look into. Yeah, definitely. Very helpful. All right. All right. Our last scenario for you. 20 questions are almost over. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lesbian and I just got a settlement from a workplace discrimination lawsuit. Unfortunately, this happens a little bit too much. I'll get $200,000 from the settlement. I'm retired with a modest living covered mostly by my retirement and social security. I don't trust investing. How can I make this $200,000 add to the quality of my life and possibly my financial security? Yeah. And I, you know, I think you'd want to have a conversation with the person why you don't trust investing. You know, I've known people that think of uh, investing as gambling. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that view. So I'd go back and make sure I understand their risks. Obviously, this is going to be a conservative person. And so is it is that you don't trust it because you don't want to lose any money. Well, we talked about products today where you can guarantee that. So one product I didn't talk about is kind of in between the immediate annuity and the deferred annuity, the variable annuity. It's called a fixed index annuity. And what that does, it guarantees that you'll never lose money. The floor is at zero, but then we'll offer you a cap or a participation rate with the market. So on a cap, every year, let's say you have the S&P 500 and we'll say, okay, every year it's not going to go down. So if the S&P loses 20%, you still get zero. But if it goes up, we'll give you a cap of say 5%. At that 5%, though, if the market goes up 20%, you're only getting five. So if the person's concern is truly around, I don't want to lose money, well, then that could be something for them, a product like this, where you get the, you know, participate in the index a little bit, but you're protected on the downside. Mm-hmm. If it's really someone that's they just don't want to deal with it. Then I'd go back to the first product we talked about. That's an immediate annuity. And you get that guaranteed amount for the rest of your life. Now, immediate annuity isn't going to give you the best return, but this person's concerned about return um, or concerned about risk, not return. So that's another, you know, you really have to understand someone's reason behind it, what their risk return levels are at to make that decision. So if it's purely, I want no risk and I just want my monthly paycheck to show up because I want it to supplement social security. Well, that could be a person that really sits with a a immediate annuity. Right. Well, and just like you shouldn't go to Dr. Google to diagnose yourself or whatever it may be ailing you, (laughs) you don't use necessarily use this episode uh, to try to figure out what your own, what the annuity is that you should purchase or how you should invest your money. But all this episode is to do is to make you aware of some opportunities that may be available to you and then talk with a financial planner, uh, maybe even somebody at Gainbridge to figure out, is there an annuity that's, that's suitable for your particular situation? I, and I think that's uh, what our our goal with this is, you know, John and I are presented with emails and questions on a regular basis with a variety of scenarios. And so when we, we have seen almost every single one of these scenarios that we've mentioned at folks asking us these kinds of questions, and that's why we wanted to bring these scenarios into the picture with annuities, because 
we do need to look at all the tools that are available to us. There isn't just the one S&P 500 shovel, right? There are lots of different tools and we need to be aware of that because you could be putting yourself in a situation where it's not the appropriate product for you to be investing in that particular index or that particular mutual fund, right? Look at the what's available to you. Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's, I, I hope we, we helped today walking through scenarios and general ideas, but every, every scenario is different and every person's you know, risk tolerance is different. So you definitely have to understand it or work with a financial advisor. Some of this stuff can get really complicated through Gamebridge. We're going to continue to have more education to make it easier for you to understand exactly what you're buying and, and what you're going to get out of our products. I think you're stealing my thunder for my next question, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Where can our listeners and viewers learn more about annuities? <laughs> uh, Gamebridge.life. Uh, that's our website, Gamebridge.life. So we have information out there on our annuities, but our big goal for this year is going to be just education. We want to get a ton of education out there about our products, about financial planning, a lot, you know, some of the stuff we talked about today. It doesn't have to be buy an annuity. <laughs> I want to have education out there on a sound financial plan and, and where an annuity may or may not fit within that financial plan. So um, gamebridge.life, um, but there's tons of, of resources out there to learn about annuities. Awesome. And Sean, isn't there, there's a education section to your website, right? Folks, when you go to the website, gamebridge.life, there is a tab at the top. I cannot, can't remember. It says, it does it say education? There's two. There's one that says education, one that says insights. Uh, as we talk about that, we're going to revamp those to be under one called resources. So depending on when you visit the, the website, it'll be either, either under insights. So insights are more our talk about the annuities we offer. And they talk about laddering. They talk about annuities versus CDs. They talk about some of the stuff we did today. And then there's an education platform that is much broader. It's about learning about your credit score. It's just helping people do financial planning. So it's it's a much broader educational platform. You can go out there, you can set, you know, what's your goals, financial planning goals for the year, and then it'll tell you which modules to start with. Oh, nice. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Sweet. And then how can our listeners and viewers connect with someone at Gamebridge if they want to go a little bit beyond the robots and talk to a human? <laughs> yeah. So on our website, you'll see a chat and it is a live human. It's a registered representative behind Humans. that chat. <laughs> <laughs> so we have uh, registered representatives that are there um, 8 to 5 p.m., not on weekends. But if you send in a message on the weekend and you, you give an email address, they're going to get back to you on Monday. And we also have our phone number out on the website. I don't have it memorized. <laughs> we have our phone number out on our website if you don't want to chat through uh, a, a UI chat box. If you just want to call someone and talk to them, they're available to talk as well. Awesome. Well, thank you, Sean, so much for coming on the show. I think this is a hugely valuable episode for our community because there are a lot of variables, things that people are dealing with, risk tolerances. Everybody's equation is different. And it's exciting to see that there may be for some folks that annuities might be an appropriate investment for them. I really appreciate your time. And, and hopefully people will consider an annuity as part of their investment toolbox going forward. Awesome. And we hope you, you stay warm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. Hopefully the, the temp fan lasts one more day. <laughs> nice. Make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com. Thank you, Sean, for coming onto the show and sharing your expertise and how Gamebridge can help our listeners. Thank you, Queer Money listeners, for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. Annuities are good solutions for the right people. If you think that an annuity may be the right solution for you, talk with your financial planner or visit Gamebridge.life. Then join us next week when we talk about how you may be able to retire early or lower your tax liability by using a little strategy called Roth Conversion Letters. And remember, take the first step in reaching financial security by paying off your credit card debt. Get your free copy of the seven-step credit card debt slasher at queermoneypodcast.com. Annuity rates available through the Gamebridge platform are subject to change by the issuing insurance company. Please visit gamebridge.life for current rates, full product disclosures, and disclaimer. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. 
Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.